Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Just wanted to thank you. Oh, don't. I'm going to save your stories about Marla and Lisa. When she's old enough, I'll show them to her. She should know about her mother, about what happened, and that someone cared about it. You see this paragraph here, Lisa? All wrong. It's wordy, it's muddy, and it's boring. How are you doing? Hey. Someday you're going to make a hell of an editor, kid. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Hi, this is George Securus. And you're listening to TV Confidential. Ed Robertson, along with guest Veronica Red, Veronica Red, stage actress, television actress, teacher, and monologuist. Fans of The Young and the Restless know Veronica as the second of two actresses to play Mamie Johnson, while Veronica's many other TV roles include the famous episode of The Jeffersons, Once a Friend, written by Jay Moriarty and Mike Milligan, one of the very first portrayals of a transgender character on network television. You can follow Veronica on Facebook through the Veronica Bread fan page. Before we went to break, Veronica was telling us the story of an encounter she had with a real-life transgender person, a male who was transitioning to becoming a female, how he reached out to Veronica because of her performance as Edie Stokes on The Jeffersons and how this encounter showed Veronica for the first time the power of network television. That particular person actually asked a friend in New York City who had revealed that she knew me, asked if uh, she would introduce uh, him to me. And so when I was introduced to him, it was through someone that I knew casually who said, oh, hi, hi, I'm in Los Angeles, would love to see you. I have a friend, would like to pop by and see you. I said, oh, sure, it'd be great to see you. And I can't say I really knew this person Mm -hmm. very well, but once she introduced me to him, he locked on to me. She went her merry way, I don't know how long, and for he stuck around for about a year. And in that time period, he was transitioning. So it kind of snuck up on me. <laughs> I didn't quite know. He was a casual friend, and we would do lunch or dinner, uh, you know, and my boyfriend and I would go and meet with him and 
we'd go to the beach, and it was very natural. And then one day, he told me that, you know, I specifically wanted to meet you because I saw what you did on the Jefferson, and it really touched me, and I need a friend. And it was overwhelming, because yeah. he was a bit older than myself, and no one had ever approached me based on something I had done, um, you know, as a professional, um, it was such a personal matter. Um, and I, I don't think I went into it um, easily, but having played the part and having had to research the part so that I could be secure while I was playing it, mm-hmm. it really tapped into my compassion for another human being. And that is how I actually ended trend going through his transition with him, all the way from meeting him fully dressed and, and presenting as male to him presenting as female. And um, in a lot of ways, uh, trying out a lot of his need to be public, but using me as a tool for trying those different stages out. It was quite a unique experience. And on my celebrity page on Facebook, the person who manages that for me told me that he did write a couple of years ago and just saying again, you know, how meaningful it was. And again, this is not something that you consider when you're an actor necessarily when, well, I was 27 at the time. <laughs> so it's not something I would consider as a younger person. But today, I really can see the impact that one's choices can have on others. We're talking to Veronica Red, Veronica Red, television actress, stage actress, teacher, acting teacher, and monologuist. Veronica played Mamie Johnson on The Young and the Restless for two five-year periods over a 15-year period between 1990 and 2004. Her many other television roles include Edie Stokes in the groundbreaking episode Once a Friend, uh, that originally aired on the Jeffersons. Jeffersons airs twice a day on Antenna TV. You can follow Veronica on Facebook. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. You certainly made a strong impression on casting people because of the Jeffersons, because you appeared on many, many top-notch shows over the next several years, including several other Norman Lear shows and several other MTM production shows. You did a lot of MTM shows. Now, this is the part of the the conversation where where I ask you something you did a long time ago, and I hope you remember something. Um, (laughs) You did, did, among among your many other credits, you did three episodes of Lou Grant. Through the the wonders of DVD, I, um, I watched two of them last night. Um, because I knew I was going to, okay, I'll do my best. I'll do my best to fill in. I'll do my best to paint the picture and I hope it triggers a memory or two. One show, you had a scene with Kevin Hooks. You played a mom with the drug problem. It was a true character part because you are almost unrecognizable. Um, you totally immerse yourself in that character. And in the other episode, you have a scene in the newsroom. You don't have any screen time with Ed Asner, 
although at least from the edited episode, he appeared to be on the set at the same time you were on the set filming your scene with Linda Kelsey. Do you have any memories about either of those episodes? Did you have any chance to interact with Ed Asner on your day at the set? Okay. It's so interesting that you should bring this up because uh, because Ed Asner just passed. Mm-hmm. Everyone who just adored him, you know, his persona. I have been thinking about that, and it, I feel like I was actually in a conversation with him. On one of those episodes, so based on what you said, it probably was the one in which I did not actually have a scene with him. But I feel, it feels like when I heard that he passed, I went, I just had this flashback of being with him and having, you know, a light repartee between he and myself and maybe one other person. I don't know, maybe it was a makeup person. I can't recall. But um, I remember him being jocular. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> I remember, yeah. uh, and that you couldn't be too heavy around him. Mm-hmm. You better be light, because if you took everything too seriously, you would get your feelings hurt. But he was very close to a lot of the of how we knew him as a character. He knew how to keep everything buoyant mm-hmm. in the moment, and that's so important when you're working all day long. And sometimes you're working with people you, you will probably never see again, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but being in this feeling of camaraderie and unity and companionship, that is key to maybe getting hired again in the future because it's such hard work. It's such grueling work. And people need to have people around them who are lighthearted. And that's the feeling that I always remember when I think about it, I keep thinking, was I ever really around him? And I just cannot say I was not. Can't say I was. Well, as as as, as I say in this particular episode, if and if if you have a chance to uh, uh, watch it, folks, it's from the second season. The episode is called Murder, and Veronica has a very key role at the end of the episode, and it appears in the newsroom. Now, the way they film Lou Grant, they film Lou Grant almost the way Robert Altman makes movies, in that you'll have several actors on the set, and the, key, the, the main camera will be, in this case, on you and Linda Kelsey, because that was the main point of the scene. But Ed is in the background at his desk doing what Lou Grant is doing. That's why I'm guessing that you had... Uh, the, 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 uh, I, was, I was hoping you may have had some sort of banter with him that day because you were both on the same set at the same time even though you didn't have screen time yes yes thank you so much for the memory but that's probably what exactly what it was but i just i can honestly say i don't think i could have been on a set with him and that he would not have found some way to engage with another actor he's very generous yes very generous and i laugh when you said when you used the word jocular because That's that is one of the first words I think of. I've been I was as a result of doing this program. I was fortunate to talk to Ed several times over the past, you know. Yeah. And yeah. every time I would bring up something about his character, he would he would make a he would make a joke because he was just a naturally funny person. Yes. 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 
that's what I remember about him. And, uh, you know, sometimes you wonder, okay, well, why is this person the star on the show? Or why is this person... The star is carrying everyone. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, real life is happening the whole time that we might be shooting a fictional script. But the person who is the star really sets the tone, not just for the show as it's presented to the audience, but sets the tone for the work day. And that includes everyone, people on the camera and behind the camera. And you can feel it when you go on a set. You can feel what kind of tone is set by that lead actor, or uh, by the showrunner, or the executive producer. And in many ways, they are one and the same person, that same energy. And I can honestly say that's one of the things that I learned by being on Lou Grant three times uh, is that it was always that same feeling that you're going to come in, you're going to get your work done, but you were also going to enjoy the day. And you can't always say that's to be the case on every production. This is true, although it also says a lot about the casting people on that show in that yeah. they would bring you back to play a totally different character, not a variation of the character you may have played on your first episode. They would bring you back to play a totally different character because they knew that you could do more than one type of character. Veronica will talk about the important role that casting directors played in her career, not only when she first came to Hollywood in the 1970s, but particularly when she came to be cast as Mamie Johnson on The Young and the Restless. We'll talk about that and more with Veronica Red when we play part two of our conversation with Veronica next week on TV Confidential. In the meantime, if you want to learn more about Veronica's landmark episode of The Jeffersons. We highly recommend that you pick up a copy of Jay Moriarty's book, Honky in the House, which is available Amazon.com, wherever books are sold online. The next edition of TV Confidential will premiere next week on this station at the usual time. We'll play part two of our conversation with Veronica Red, plus we'll play more of our conversation with television pioneer Ron Bacon. Please join us for that. In the meantime, you can follow Veronica Red on her fan page on Facebook. Also a reminder that our listeners in the New York City area can meet Alexis Hunter on Monday, October 18th at the historic Stonewall Inn in New York City beginning at 3 p.m. that day. Alexis will be signing copies of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, plus she'll be participating in a question and answer session along with Vincent DeSalvo, the producer of the upcoming miniseries based on Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For, and Joseph Doherty, the screenwriter of the upcoming miniseries of Joy Lansing, A Body to Die For. You can also follow Alexis on Facebook through her handle, Rachel Lansing. Finally, a reminder, Tango Shalom becomes available for streaming on demand on all major streaming platforms beginning Friday, October 29th. For more information, tangoshalom.com. That'll do it for our program. This week, folks, Ed Robertson, Tony Figueroa, Donna Allen, Phil Grace, and Greg Airbar. Thank you so much for listening. Stay healthy, stay safe. We'll talk to you next time on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at 
TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.